0: Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm here to introduce you to the Tier 3 podcast. The podcast that has done for Blood Bowl what Nogles Rot has done for the sex lives of Pestigors. Enjoy! Hello everybody and welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a long while. So... We've got a little bit of catching up, so to join me this uh, month, as ever, it is the man, the myth, the gravy state, Beard. Beard, how are you doing, my friend? I'm not doing bad, everybody. How are you keeping, Jay? Better than what I was uh, the other month, but I really uh, I really shit the bed the other month, but I caught COVID. I was... Oh, you, you finally had the lurg then? Oh, I, I was fucked up, but... I was like messaging you every couple of days because I was like I was fucked, but I I like I was that bad I couldn't I couldn't even have a conversation over like a day it had to be over a couple of days, yeah if I only called there, you know now it's out of fashion, but it's hey, better late than never, and I.
1: I'm pretty sure you were hallucinating at one point with some of your messages.
0: <laughs> what did I ask to see you in a bikini?
1: No, Brian, I'm pretty sure you did say you were hallucinating something about pink elephants in like. Thongs offering to make you a lasagna or something. Even for you, it was.
0: So I did ask you to. So I did ask you to send me a photo of you in a bikini. You, you know? did. You did. <laughs> yeah.
1: The lasagna was just a bonus.
0: Yeah. The problem is, but I, he's probably the monster, as well. But I have been known to hallucinate Like I phoned you, of night when like, after a club night, and it's been like a long day. yeah And I, I've, I've said, I've said. There's, there's something in the back of Beyond in Merthyr. There's, there's something. I've seen I've seen some beast. And you're like, gee, it's just way right around the corner. Yeah. What the fuck you to win? But no, I'm back on it. It, uh, it fucked me up for a bit. But, you know, got to get on with it. Got to get on with life. And a lot has happened, but, haven't it? So... Yes. I think you have got a bit to say because you've been in a competition, you few league games. And... Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody what happened with him then?
1: So, in our local league, it got to our, the very last week of our regular round of fixtures, and I was sat in fifth place. In sixth, sorry, you were in fifth. You'd played your last game, and qualification was out of your hands. I don't think it was possible by the round by the time my game came up.
0: Yeah, by the time you cut you off, but it was with my game. I played Pro Elves, final game, and... Yeah, I just couldn't roll anything. It was I couldn't block. I couldn't catch. I was always on the back foot. But anyway, I, I stayed in fifth. So that's the end of my league. But yeah, you crack on because you've got more to say.
1: Yeah, I I played Adam who was bottom of the league with his Amazons knowing that I think before your game had started that we worked out all the permutations of how we both qualified. I went into my game knowing I needed to win kicked to Adam, his thrower didn't pick up the ball and one of my ball centaurs just stormed through, blitzed, picked up the ball and off he went, turn two, touchdown. So I was making him chase me from that point onwards. He scored his turn eight so I had a turn of punching him and then second half he kicked to me and I, as much as I hate playing this tactic, I did the very slow march up the pitch, cage, a second screen, and in some te- some places a third screen, just stopped him getting around the back or around another side. And it did kind of eventually get to the point where Nuffle fucked him on a couple of things. Like he, he didn't even pass dodges, passed hobgoblins that didn't have tackle. And he was playing desperation plays to try and get to the ball to stop me scoring. But I managed two Bolsento scores to win 2-1, which put me into third place highest I've been in our local league ever at the end of a season. And it's put me into playoffs where I will be playing next Monday. I will be playing against Phil and his Norse. Hashtag just making up the numbers. I'm just happy to be there.
0: Uh, I will obviously be trying trying to win. I think you've done well, though, but I will say. It was... I know you're going to say you disliked our play, but every time I... Well, I was looking over at your game to see what was happening. It just went your way. You, I, I know you. You didn't have a perfect game, but you had a near perfect game for you. You, you, offset the uh, the dodge. Yeah, put enough players down that he couldn't do any type of threat. Yeah, and he was he was always on the back foot. Yeah. So you know, you were perfect game, but considering you were like me and you. It's been hard. A hard slog. I think it is finally you've hit the best game you could at that moment. Probably. And you've probably got the best trough decisions that one now, so
1: Yeah, I needed that win and I once I'd got the cage and sort of I forced him to sort of double line columns and he was just going backwards, which made me just say, Okay, well I need to go to one side. And as soon as I did that and I got the cage moving. I got hobgoblins on the sides of the cage, which he couldn't get to with successful screening. And I just put, just kept putting chaffs in the way. And I was just picking off Amazons here and there, either the ones that could make it in a range, or ones that like his guard piece, or just just picking up ones that he left that, where I needed them out of the way to keep that sort of screen around them. And like you say, it was that second half was almost perfect chaff play. I could have scored much earlier on and kick to him and give him an opportunity to reply. But it, I th- I think the the win was needed and just a 2-1 win got me through. So there's no point in risking the draw at that point. Like you say, the, in that second half, I think I had three re-rolls start as, as part of my roster and I used only one in the second half. And I think even then it was on something daft. It wasn't even on a decision. but I, It was something where I'd already made the play safe. And it was just a, like trying to dodge a hobgoblin out to put it somewhere else, rather than where it was. If that made sense, yeah. You know, um... you try, you try to make him safe. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was more a case of where he was. He could have been punched, but sort of behind him, going across the pitch, I had. to... Uh, two chops with a gap of two squares between, so there was a pretty good zone there of a screen, and it was like, okay, well, I want to move that Hobgoblin further back to stop him running around the back of my cage, through the back of the screen, and that was the dodge that I failed and re-rolled, and he he got where he needed to go. So, like I say, it was probably the best half of Chaos Dwarf Blood Bowl decision-making that I've made, and that's not spo- not not a slight at all against Adam, because the second half, uh, the first half when he scored... Like he did, the, the decisions he made were absolutely perfect. He pushed, he kept chauffeurs that i tackle away from his pieces that were trying to score or trying to screen. Kept them tied up so I was, I was having to use just the one ball that I had or the Hobgoblins to try and sort of either force him to score early so I got another shot or just trying to force him into making bad decisions and he didn't, to be fair. I think the second half it was just slowly I was picking through his team and dropping a player every turn or every other turn and stunning enough that, like you say, he just didn't have enough each turn to get through. And yeah, that puts me into the playoffs against Phil's Norse. Which I was looking at the roster. We both got one strength four. He's got one off. I've got one ball. And then I think between us, we've got quite a lot of block, quite a lot of tackle. I think he's got a couple of mighty blow, whereas I've got a couple of dirty player. So I think it'll be a very, very even game, apart from one game which I'll come on to in a minute. And it's it leads us on nicely into our topic of this this episode. Up until the game, uh, my last game with him, me and Phil had only ever drawn. So any result other than the draw in the playoffs is better than a draw.
0: Yeah. But one thing I'm going to ask, though, is when you play him, is he using the new Norse rules or is he sticking with the old Norse rules until the end of the season?
1: It's the old Norse because the league was set up under old Norse rules. So we're using old Norse until next season. Nice. So it's it's one last hurrah for the Norse for him, and under, under the old rules, has yeah, said he's going to give him a go under a new rules, so he can make a decision on what he actually thinks of him playing. So, but that was that was league. The other side of the playoff semi-final is Matt's Pro Elves,
0: which I beat. Which stopped me getting into the playoffs.
1: Yep, they stopped you getting into the playoffs. And they're playing against Marks, Orcs, which have absolutely run away with the league this season. Um, I think they've won six and lost one. Um, or won six and drawn one. Well, he has had a phenomenal... Oh, he has. He has. He's, he's literally beaten everybody. He's, he's destroyed pretty much every team he's gone up against.
0: But, but, I will say, it was quite funny seeing him lose his shit when he was playing uh, the court team last week as well. I don't think I don't think he was uh, very uh, enthralled with how Corn played. A struggle for him, from I think the moment uh, the opponent picked up the ball. So.
1: Well, I I will say this for Mark. He's a he's a very good player. So I doubt it'll take him too long to wrap his head around them and how they play. And I would imagine that he'll 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 be on top of what they do before long. He might not like them now, but I dare say he'll, he'll challenge himself to play them at some point.
0: Oh no doubt, but I think after the first half, he said every time my opponent picks up the ball, I feel like I'm in a desperation play. And, you know, for him to, for him to say that, you know, it's got to be going badly for him. Like, you know, and he's normally clear-headed. He's playing about four four turns ahead. Like, and you know, he's so he's
1: really good. He's Mark. For him to say that one playing against Corny's uh, was a bit of a surprise to all of us. I think.
0: Yeah.
1: But talking of uh, Mark, he did drop us all off a surprise. We've had custom club pitches turn up uh, which yes I've got mine you've got yours uh, I think the only ones that didn't turn up on time was Mark's but we've got they've all got our local Yobble logo in the middle so you may see us on the road with those pictures down the line yes and our Yobble dice don't forget and our Yobble dice our sausage our red sausage dice
0: yeah because for some reason people think we're dice collectors I don't know why they got that uh, impression on us
1: well, I I might have spent a good 60 quid on dice and other things coming from America at the minute, so I might be collecting dice at the minute. 60 quid on dice. But they're not sitting on a shelf. Mine actually get used. Or oh, they get put into a bag of holding and they just don't see the light today. Into my, my dice bag of many holdings, so I can just switch up my dice constantly throughout the game.
0: Yeah. You, you call it the dice bag of many holdings. It's basically a backpack. I'm not saying you want enough dice.
1: It's a rather large dice bag, and I might have to, uh, especially if I do go to the World Cup, I might have to cut that down just to get through on weight, because there's so many dice in there.
0: Dude, you would have to pay extra on customs if you take that through.
1: Yeah, I think I might have to. I might have to pay the extra weight baggage allowance. But no, talking of, you mentioned other events. There has been another event that's happened, which was the Giants Playground, which was a small four-person mini-league tournament that we did. Call it a league, call it a tournament, whatever you want. We played each other once. so it's. I call it a piss-up in the backyard while playing Blood Bowl, which is the best time to play Blood Bowl. Pretty much, yeah. Rules were a little bit strange compared to some events. So we got a giant discounted at 150,000 gold pieces. Uh, So we all took a giant, naturally. It was 1.1 million to build your roster, including your giant. And then there were 16 star players, and each round... They were, group, they were grouped into four groups of four. They'd be randomly drawn which group we were using, and it'd be randomly drawn which you were playing with. So I had a rather interesting mix of Chaos Dwarfs with Griff, Chaos Dwarfs with Gretchen, and Chaos Dwarfs with Borak. Chaos Dwarfs with Griff. Only one of them made sense. It did. Chaos Dwarfs with Griff. Uh, Griff did Griff things and kept me in the game, so I tied two all with Matt. That game taught me, don't concede even if people are pushing you for time, if you can make it to the end zone in enough turns. My second game then was Phil, and he won. Borak fouled and still got sent off.
0: Before you carried on, did you use his reroll before you uh, went off?
1: I did. I did. That's all right, then.
0: It, it was the first
1: one I used, so it was made sure it was used. He fouled a giant to death, so he was gone, but it got rid of the giant. And then third game was against Ian, and I had Gretchen, which she didn't really do a right lot for Chaos Dwarfs, but I feel a speed and sidestep and so on would be very useful for a Necro team where you're trying to keep up with possibly Wolf ball carriers and so on. So I can see her being useful. I didn't didn't really find her useful for Churfs. Mm, but
0: she's just a star player, Blitzer, though, isn't she? Because she I'm, am I right to say she's got no hands?
1: No hands, so she can't pick up the ball. Can't attempt to pick it up.
0: Well, there's no need for her to keep up with the players. It's just she's an extra. Well, she's just an extra player on the on the pitch. I can blitz. They're like, going
1: No, but she could. She could keep up with the ball carrier in a sense of she could be there as a screen or as part of a corner of a cage because sidestep can be very very useful as a corner of a cage or as a screen because you choose where she goes. So you know. It can be quite useful. And in that game, my giant punched Ian's giant. Uh, We rolled both down. My giant got stunned. His giant was dead, dead. So I killed three giants in three games. So I was the giant slayer. And that game I won. The final standings after three games, we'd all won one, drawn one and lost one. It then went to touchdowns where three of us tied based on touchdowns with four. So we then went to casualties, and I won with... It was either 11 or 12 casualties across three games, Please. which I was really happy with. It's the first time I've ever won a tournament, and that was a really, really good event. It's given me an idea for a local event for us to run with a very, very similar theme, so you might want to watch that space. Well,
0: no, i got to be honest, but I, I would support Sneer if he if he run one, but I wouldn't be... That sounds like too much paperwork for media that does. We haven't even got our first event sorted yet, so let's look at doing that first before you start hinting at uh, future ones. Like
1: The last event that I've done, while we've been uh, off away and gallivanting here, there and everywhere, I took part in the Ogre High Open online. While I was initially going to take Snotlings just for shits and giggles, I did roll with the theme of the event and take Ogres.
0: And, and this was Sean, this was one of that run there from... This was Sean, Morpheus, yep. yeah. From Squad Chaos. From Squad Chaos, Yep. The American via Scotland, is not
1: American via Scotland, yeah. He's convinced you're from Scotland, mate, and I don't know how or why, but... I know. You are Scottish, Jay.
0: Yep, I can tell you exactly why he thinks I'm Scottish. And it's... Do you remember the couple of Twitch streams we done? Yep when there was the the Blood Bowl collective um that uh, two drunk friends had hosted. We were on there with Yeah. Two two guys, one dice cup and anything but a one. Well the uh, the two guys, one dice cup boys are Scottish on there and there was they had a lot of insight. Because uh much better players than us. We were still new on the scene so we were like kinda quiet. Really, when we we weren't our our usual chatty selves. Kind of quiet, new kids on the block. But he's convinced, because he watched that one, he saw me, heard one of them lot, and he went, ah, Scottish. Typical fucking American getting the facts wrong again. So,
1: hey, oh, never mind. You still haven't clarified on air which part of Scotland you're from. So, you
0: know. I'm from the Valleys
1: via Scotland we the Valleys via Scotland, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Ogre High Open, I took Ogres, and I managed three draws and a loss. However, there were some very, very convoluted results, and in the end, I came away with a Stunty Cup. Hey! So I have an official NAF Stunty Cup on my shelf. Nice. Albeit online and not in person. Matter. But I have a Stunty Cup uh, to my name,
0: which... You have got... A record that says you've got a stunty cap, so that don't matter.
1: I have a record that says I have a spoon and a stunty Cup. Well, there you go.
0: So happy days. I've got a record that says best paint painted. To be honest, don't. I you don't do? Think it was the best painted. But what that does is it allows me to up my prices on e- on eBay when I paint fucking models and want to sell them on. So dunk it in an emotion, and now you can officially say pro painted.
1: So across sort of the last year I've come last, first and stunty cup. So while the mini four person league wasn't a naff event, for me, just coming first was a bit of a confidence booster in like, you know, I do have some clue of what I'm doing. And it's not just down to shiny roller cubes, although it is down to shiny roller cubes and we do have a segment for that at some point. Uh which I know you've been you've been doing a lot of prep with. It may be on this episode, it may be a future episode. We'll soon find out.
0: Or oh, it's gonna be a future episode because now that you said it I'm we'll gonna have to say something. Gonna be doing a segment that is community based, that people can leave us stuff on our Discord, they can leave it on our on our Facebook page or they can just message us via our social medias which are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just type in Tier 3 Podcast, you will find us. But it's called the Nuffle Get Fuck segment, where people can send in a gripe about a game or a certain part of the hobby. Where Nuffle, the lord of inflicting fucking skulls on our dice, can be told to get fucked. So it's like the anti sermon segment, I'm going to call it.
1: And I think that's absolutely fair. And I, I am going to start us off. Right now, with my knuffle, Get Fucked. Ooh, on you know, as well as I do, that chainsaws can be really, really fucking useful. But you know, as well as I do...
0: I've I've heard... I've heard they're supposed to be uh, useful, because they can clear about... Oh, I'm, I'm sure, like, we've played a game, and I've cleared, like, what, three or four of your players. You have. With a chainsaw.
1: And me being me, I've sat there and gone, you know, with half a brain cell working, has gone... This seems to work for other people. I've got money for a chainsaw. Let's take a chainsaw! And up until my most recent Fumble game, every time I have taken a chainsaw, be it Max, be it a Goblin Chainsaw, uh, be it Helmet Wolf, turn one, either by my own doing or by my opponent doing, I have found my chainsaw to be in my own fucking dead box. So it's 140k of inducements, straight in the fucking dead pile, and I'm a man down already, and I've not even had a... T- I might not have even had a full fucking turn by this point, or my opponent's not even had a full turn. So, for me, Nuffle can get fucked when it comes to me taking a chainsaw. Uh, most recent game, admittedly, it survived a little longer and made it to half time before being sent off, and it did remove two players, so, you know, it was useful that time, but it was max. However... I'm still not enamored by them. I need, I think, to make it even, I think I need to have about eight or nine games where chainsaws remove a number of things. So, Nuffle, when it comes to chainsaws, you can right royally get fucked. That's my piece. Tell us about yours. Tell us about yours, listeners.
0: Okay. Okay. Before I, before I get, I, we go on, right? Yes, Nuffle can royally get fucked on uh, your you were Chainsaw's uh, dice, but I think you've got to admit a little bit of guilt as well because you've had two or three games and then you should have realised, ah, this doesn't seem to work out for me. Let me try something else. What do you do? Hmm, let's try Chainsaw again. It's like getting kicked in the dick and then going back to get kicked in the dick expecting a different uh, result. I I get what you mean, but my thinking is eventually it's got to fucking work. But Eventually it's got to fucking work. You're volunteering your balls to be target practice as well at that point as well. So nothing can get fucked, and I think you can get fucked a little bit as well. I think that's the fairest we can be.
1: Yeah, eventually I should learn that, no, we're not taking a chance, or we'll take something else. So in... uh, Fumble games recently online. I, I may have been taking Fungus the loon instead, mm. and I've had a bit of success with him. So, you know, Fungus over Chainsaw's for me.
0: My knuckle, get fact right, it's going to be fucking online play, because I don't know what, what it is with me at the moment. I don't seem to fucking... I don't seem to compute very well, because... I've played Blood Bowl 2. I can't really move a character without the falling on their ass. Uh, fumble, similar. I'm very very much aware of what the what the skill look like because of the amount of times I've seen him. But yeah, it's just I I don't know what it is, but my my rolling does not translate very well online. Perhaps it's I'm just a very unlucky soul. But I, the reason I'm saying it's the computer's fault, and it's Nuffel's fault as well, is because I, te- I blew up my works laptop. So it's, obvi- it's not obviously not me, it's technology and programs that are the problem. So yes, Nuffel can get a fact on that one. I'm sorry. So what you're saying is
1: Nuffel has spoken to a different god, Nurgle. And they've put a virus in your technology, even though, you know, Nurgle doesn't understand what a computer is. He's managed to infect it and go, yeah, you know, f- f- fucked in knots and 1's,
0: basically. No, no, no. You said virus. I didn't say anything about virus. I mean, literally, I was using it, and then it started smoking. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, that's not a virus. <laughs>
1: um... So what you're saying is you've been looking at a lot of things on your work laptop you shouldn't be looking at? Nope. Such as, how to get better at Blood Bowl? Nope.
0: That's what the private private tab is on your phone. (laughs) Don't be a fucking amateur.
1: So you admit to having looked up how to get better at Blood Bowl?
0: Oh, yeah. And the one phrase everyone will use that does make sense, but then... It's quite annoying when you hear them a 60 odd times is, oh, just don't roll dice. How the fuck am I supposed to do anything if I don't roll dice?
1: Talking of dice, I I have something to say specifically for
0: Phil. Rush is a free movement. Don't, don't. It's free movement, damn it. Don't. He doesn't listen to this, right? And nobody else gives a fighting fuck about your free movement. They will do when they've heard that. They will do. Okay, you were good with rushes. But you can't use a fucking chain. so I think that's a bit of a fair trade. Right? I think that is a very fair trade. I'm going to talk to you about how I can not dodge with a pro-elf team. We're talking pro-elves. Can't dodge. They've got dodge. I still can't fucking dodge. they got 2-plus dodge. Can't do that. I take a star player. A bash star player. Fucker gets removed on the fir- first uh, turn. If I'm that bad at <laughs> Dodging. Where is the thing that levels me out? That's that's why I say nothing can get a fact. Because there's nothing that I level out done. It's just shit from the moment I go. And like we said, if other people have got a problem with Nuffle, they can send us a message, and we will read it out. So we can also tell Nuffle to get a fact in our very very civil way. So we. I'm going to go to a break now. And then I think when we come back, Beard, you want to talk about Giants. And I think you want to talk about it because you don't really see them a lot anyway. And not a lot of people talk about them. So we could have a very interesting conversation about this. Or it could just be us talking shit like we did before. Yep. Because... I will say... I'm going to apologise now. We had something wrong last time we... Yeah. ...were releasing an episode... ...because we got our disturbing presence... ...and our foul appearance mixed up. Yeah. We got them mixed up. And... Oh my word. The amount of people that told us... Do you know what? We don't have interaction normally. Any episode. Cork something up majorly. Every fucker jumped on it. I was having like a thousand emails... From my father. Showing how much disappointment there was. And I've got to be honest. Everyone gave off a dad vibe. With the, the amount of disappointment. I was fucking shaking.
1: But you know what? That tells me how many people actually pay attention to what we say. We don't just waffle for no- for the sake of it. People actually yeah. listen. Which Shame on you. We know nothing. We drink. Oh yeah, I got a We throw a dice. We laugh. But we don't know how to play Blood Bowl. Why are, you still, why are you still listening this many episodes in? We've no idea. But thank you. Um, yeah. Other than, you know, you like punishing your ears. Thank you for that. But we do thank you for the interactions. You know, we do appreciate them. Um, yeah, we you. are man enough to hold our hands up and say we've got this wrong. So, you know, every day is a school day. Every Blood Bowl game you learn something. And you also learn that, you know, mm. yep. I can be a bit dim at times.
0: The other thing is, the amount of people that really dislike the fact that we didn't add a clock so going to go into the list as well. I think that was nearly nearly as many emails as telling us that we had the we had the rule wrong. But Crocs can get fucked because they're just boring. It's it's like a whole dwarf team in one model, so they can get fucked. So, ill.
1: Hey for me, it's the fact the rest of the lizard man team you've got strength for nothing. So it's like you've got six of them, and I feel like the crocs strength for us. So the Crocs could potentially be almost redundant by all that strength for, for what he does for the team, he is very useful. However, the team, the team that he's with, is boring as fuck.
0: Yes, but also you're forgetting about him being in a slam team. Yeah, yeah. but you're forgetting about him being a slam team as well. He's the only muscle they got. But still, boring motherfucker. At me. <laughs> me. So we are going to go into our uh, into our break now now that the beard has antagonised everyone and we're going to come back and talk about giants. So, see you in a bit. Hello my friends, and my name is Dan Kirby. I have a very easy to follow
1: and very chilled out painting channel on YouTube where I paint miniatures of all different shapes and sizes. I paint miniatures from all different types of board games and by using simple tips, tricks and techniques it couldn't be easier to follow along. If you enjoy a relaxed painting atmosphere, then please check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back from the, uh, the the musical interlude. Down to the main portion of our show today. Uh, this week, we are talking what's the big deal with Giants. Both me and, and Jay have had a bash with them on the pitch, so we might not be the best people to talk about it, but we can tell you what we think of them, whether we think they're any good, what they do, and so on. So, Jay, do you want to tell us uh, about Giants and, and what they can do?
0: Yeah, I think we've uh, lost a little bit of uh, respect from listeners when we mucked up two rules the other week but uh let's talk giants but so a giant is a mercenary player three hundred and fifty thousand gold pieces and they're available to any team the stats on them are movement six strength seven agility five passing out of five plus armor value 11 plus with that this uh big boy comes with skills and traits of always hungry bonehead break tackle juggernaut Lorna 4+, plus mighty blow, plus 2, multiple block, stand firm, throw teammate. And I will say probably throw teammate is probably the least useful thing I've seen on him. But he does come into his own with that, with rules that we'll talk about in a minute. Really, when you just look at the the bare skills on him, he's just a chonkers big guy. That, that can still throw, but he's a bit of a dunce. Sounds about right. He's got a bit of flab with juggernaut and break tackle. To me, that just sounds like that could be Morgue, really. Just a, a fat Morgue. So, what makes a Giant different to just the regular big guy is the extra rules that we've got to take into account when we deal with one. So, be it. When we're talking about special rules, we've got to talk about the base size with this guy. To me, a Giant... I would say he's the only player at the moment that I would justify putting on a square base because they are a bit different. So be it, do you want to talk about movement and base size with these guys? Absolutely.
1: So base size, they are a two by two squares. They are the only player so far that we're aware of, unless GW got anything else up their sleeves, uh, that takes up a whole four squares. And I completely agree with you about the whole square base thing. Having run them a, a few times now, I say a few, three... I think the square base is quite integral to what they do because of how they move and tackle zones. So they have a movement of six, like you said. You don't have to use all that, so it's not like a ball and chain. They don't just go nuts and move the whole movement. However, when they move, there's a couple of things you need to take into consideration. So if there are players in the way, bear in mind all four squares need to be able to move where you're going. So if there's a player in the way, they can't go there. So if there's a player in his tackle zones, he's considered marked. Now, with a Giant, the tackle zones are your front two, so two directly in front and two on the diagonals, and then the two to your sides. However, the four squares behind you, so two directly behind and two back diagonally, are not considered Giant's tackle zones. And that's because the Giant must have a facing of forwards, and you must declare which way is forwards, so that, that way you know which tackle zones are not being used. And that's why I think square base is pretty integral to this. Don't get me wrong, you can do a round base, but I think you need to make it clear which, sort of, where is forwards and where isn't forwards.
0: Yeah, it's the only player at the moment where if you were staying at the last, they can't see you. There's no, they haven't got the ability to reach behind and swat you away. It's really integral at the moment where you put the face on this, because if normally you could sweep players left and right and it doesn't really matter which way they're facing because of they've got a tackle zone all the way around their model. But with a giant, you've got to be a little bit more thoughtful about that. And like we said, because he's a girthy boy, he's a he's a bit thick. You've got four squares that you've got to keep in mind. You want to be open, so really you're looking at like you've got to have a gap of like eight squares if you want to not do any dodges. Yep. So and that's a clear channel, but. When we talk in movement, I just want to clarify, it's not you move four squares and that counts as you win. It's as soon as those front front party base moves into the next square, that's cast as one. Yep. So it's not you move the full base and that only counts as one. Otherwise, that'd be ridiculous. One of the things about Giants is they, they can walk over prone and stunned players, which I think is quite interesting because where we... I've got this new rule where we can jump them, jump over them... ...but it takes an agility test. Giants are supposed to be so big that it doesn't affect them. But you can't finish with like the back of your base on a player. You've got to be beyond that player. So it's interesting that they don't get affected by that... ...but you've got to be really careful about your movement as well. But let's be honest... ...since the new edition started... Have you really jumped over any prone players?
1: Yes. Have you? I have upset people doing it twice with dwarves.
0: People are upset they're playing dwarves, like, you know, but I gotta be honest, from my experience, I had never seen any benefit of putting myself in a position where I got the agility test to go over a player, because it's always been just as bad as running around a player.
1: Yes, however, the, the reason I did it was, and in both instances it was exactly the same reason, so. I knew I was going to fail the agility test. The idea was, if I did pass it miraculously on a six, he's in the way and can carry on moving. If he fails it on a six, and I've got another dwarf further back, my opponent's less likely to try and jump over that down player. So basically, it's a body in the way. And I was just gambling on, well, he's getting over. As long as he don't get removed, it's a body in the way, which was a better position. And it did, it, it slowed my op- opponents down in both instances. One where the game then went to overtime, And the other, the game was a draw. So it worked for me, but it was a desperation manoeuvre rather than a manoeuvre that I would do regularly. Very much so with a team like Dwarfs, where they are stupidly slow. But the, the whole giant thing, to step over players, as you quite rightly said, the whole base of a giant has to step over. So if the prone or stunned player is directly in front of a giant, as in it's in the next square, for the rear of your base to clear that model, that's three movement to get all the way over so it is quite a chunkier movement to do it it is a useful thing and it is quite thematic because you know they are quite large they're big they're giants they're named giants for a reason but in terms of regular gameplay it's and because it's something that's only really just coming at this edition it's not really been done by many people within our clubs and league i don't think it's it's something that's come up very often but i think players need to be aware of it because it can be very situationally used and used well
0: yeah, it's the, the down player isn't uh, a defensive player anymore. Like, you know, He's not, he's not a, a barrier for people. So, do you want to talk chain pushing, but when it comes to giants?
1: Yeah, so they, they have stand firm, being a giant, they're not going to want to go anywhere unless they really want to. However, you can choose to ignore that, and a giant must be pushed back into empty squares. If that's not possible, then whoever is behind gets chain pushed. And if if any part of the base for a giant is pushed into a crowd, for any reason, then the giant is removed from play because he's he's in the crowd, even though he's not fully in the crowd. Any part of the base goes in.
0: The bit that I find interesting, and this is what I wanted to talk about with chain pushing, because this seems a little bit more useful than a chain push, is the fact that it's more than one player can be pushed. So if somebody like say, say you've got some, a uh, slayer. He's run at um, a giant, he's slapped him in the slapped him in the kneecap and he's managed to push him back. But behind him he's got say two players that he could like perhaps push into the crowd. You can push those two players out and then use your stamp firm because like perhaps the slayer's got frenzy and tries to hit you again. But what I like is you're clearing more the line defensively if it's two players. It, it can, can be used to greater effect where someone thinks they're being clever by surrounding the giant, being a bit naughty and uh, clearing more of his lines or her lines, depending on who's playing. But yeah, um, like we said, you can't have it all your way. You get a little bit pushed into the crowd, even if it's just like one square out of like four. God, he's in the crowd. Crowd are, I don't know, pulling on his poobs or something like that. I don't know what, what they do to put him in, uh, in reserves, but it is he's off he's off the game until the next drive useful very situational but one thing i do find really interesting about him is re-roll of a fumbled throw teammate because we don't really get that with the big guys it's you throw um it's either it works or it doesn't work but if you fuck up throwing a smaller guy you can re-roll it, which you know, is good. You're not using up your team re-roll, so there is the gamble because you've always got the bonehead and they're always hungry on the guy, but there is a payoff to it if it does work.
1: I have my theory as to why they've included that, and it's nothing to do with gameplay. It's more to do with fluff. I reckon it's because I think with them having a couple of negative traits, always hungry and bonehead, I think that they reckon Giants get very bored of playing Blood Bowl, so they pick up the nearest teammate, lob them into the crowd to create a bit of a gap in the uh, bleachers so they can climb out the stadium. And if it don't work with the first player, they'll lob another one. That's what I think.
0: I thought you were going to say something useful then, but...
1: No. So Sometimes I think the writers for Blood Bowl, certainly compared to other other games like 40k AOS, I think the writers sometimes think, what would be funny as fuck, and let's, let's somehow put it in the game. And I think that's one of these instances. It's, it's, it's something funny as fuck that turns out to be useful rather than not so useful.
0: Oh yeah, but the thing is, you've got to be dull enough to want to try it, and that always pays off, because that's the joys of having a tier 3 mentality, is it's funny if it doesn't work, but it's even funnier if it does fucking work. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's fun no matter what. Saying that, do you know when you were saying about the giant game board? Have you seen the Flash kits animations on YouTube? Have you seen the one where it's the furries versus the Black Templar? I have not seen that one, no. Oh, it is uh, this cracker one where this giant furry picks up a Black Templar and tries to, well, you see him wanting to put put him right up the uh, the dirt box. Yeah, that, that boy went that boy where no man should ever go. And he's, screaming, <laughs> and he's screaming out like, avenge me, brother! Avenge me! And then you just hear the fart box just swallow him who like that's all i could think about when you were saying about the ball giant
1: so that's an image
0: <laughs> it is an image it is i'll send you the links afterwards <laughs> so you can actually see the image and then you go yeah that's uh that's what's in my head now as well
1: i bit ingrained on the insides of my eyelids i think there are a couple of other things so with a giant if you are trying to pass over around a giant they apply two to the negative modifiers because yes. you know they're massive. Um, and they also Say it, properly. Have say it a... properly.
0: They're not massive. They're thicker than a Snickers. Heavy like a Chevy. Chonkers. That's why there's a minus two there. They're thicker than a Snickers. Go on, say it, boy. Thicker than a Snickers. He could be useful, because no offence, he's a big, massive target. But, yeah. The only other thing is, like we were just talking about throwing and obstructing a throw, is if by some random chance... This guy fumbles or the ball scatters from him. He's got his own little scatter graph in the book because yep. he's got such a big base on him. Because like we said, he's covering four squares of the pitch. You want to go from one to 12. Really, you're using a D16 rather than a D8. So that that shows how big his area of scatter is compared to everyone else. Yeah. I find that interesting. Like, yeah, granted, you're only using... Twelve of the twelve of the sixteen on the dice. But it goes to show how how much area the boy takes up, or oh, girl, depending on how you uh, want to model them, where you get your uh, giant models from. Hopefully, you get them from printed players because they've got a good range of giants. That
1: for twenty quid, you can have three.
0: Exactly, and where can they see that? You can see that on the Tier 3 Discord channel. So if you guys are interested. In looking at the catalogue. For printed players. Hit us up and we will add you to the Discord. For us. Where we are trying to grow the community. And we're not just talking Blood Bowl on there. We talk AOS, 40k. People share their hobby. Hobby work. Whether it's you can sit down and chat. But we are getting there. We've got a nice group in there at the moment. And constantly badgering android printed players the other thing about that is if you go through our channel he tends to knock a little bit of price off you get a little bit of a discount so i'm not trying to incentivize you but i am incentivizing you
1: jay is very quickly becoming a uh, a middleman for a resin crack dealer
0: but i think really we've covered the rules and special rules of a giant yeah, that's the effect that the guy has on the game. He's got a little bit of good interaction and there's a lot you've got to be aware of. But that's easy enough to say when you're looking at it on paper. It's different when you're using it in person. So I think it's timed at all. Experience with the players. Granted, it's our experience. And like we said, said earlier, Nuffield tends to get this fucked when it comes to dice rolls and he can fuck right off with that. So, Bied, we said earlier that you've won a local tournament with giants in there so tell us that what was your experience with them so my
1: experience with giants weren't too bad but that might be somewhat sullied by the price point we'd included in it so the event i went to uh, everybody had access to a giant for 150 000, just because that was the rules of the event and i'll come on to what i think price point wise at the end once we've both discussed our our thoughts on them For me, I was running a giant alongside Chaos Dwarfs without a Minotaur, so I only had two Strength 4 Bull Centaurs. Other than that, everything else was Strength 3, so for me, it provided a much-needed strength boost. It got in the way a lot uh, for my opponents. All three games, I managed to kill my opponent's giant. First game, it was a giant on giant blitz, and it was uh, a dead. Second game, Lord Borak fouled a uh a giant to death and got himself sent off which was worth it and last game it was giant on giant both down my giant was stunned opposing giant was dead so when you've got mighty blow plus two on two of those you know that armor suddenly comes down from 11 to nine plus so my my view of them defensive wise like that when i've hit them was a bit Tainted by that. If you're hitting it with a normal player that doesn't have a mighty block and imagine it's a lot harder to break armor. The foul with Borak had a number of assists, so again that was um something else as well. I didn't find them too bad. I think I boneheaded maybe once a game. I think one game, maybe three times. So call it an average twice a game, which across a 16-turn game is just under average. You'd expect about two and a half, three times. I didn't really throw any teammates because I didn't have any that we were able to throw. I did throw a multi-block a couple of times, get a couple of guard pieces and that worked for clearing a gap. I didn't really do any dodging out, because know, I didn't really need... Well, no, I did in the last game to try and, and stop try and stop Ian, Ian's breakaway and touchdown. So break tackle did come into it, and twice in the last game, the Giant played the defence and punched things to death on a blitz. And I mean literally to death, dead, dead. Ain't a good vet getting that thing back on its feet when it's done. I, I thought they were pretty good at 350,000. I think maybe not. But I, I overall enjoyed them. I thought it was something a bit different. You know, you didn't have a special rule like you would with a star player to worry about and whether it was circumstantial or not. As we all had one, it was fairly even. You know, there was nobody sort of looking there going, fuck, a giant, what do I do? Because we all had our own giant to deal with it. I, I quite enjoyed it. It was it was something a bit different. What, what did you find? How did you find them?
0: Right then, before I get on to mine then, but I want to highlight what one of the viewers have uh, said. What? Well, if you were listener Mike Allen he sent us a message because we met, put on Facebook that we want to talk Giants and if anybody had an experience and he said he has used one in a tournament twice and he's really enjoyed using them because obviously he's had a good time playing them the same as you Beard what makes it even more special is that he used them against Windrum you know that asshole on our uh, sister podcast that we love dearly. Do you want to say? Do you want to say anything about Woodrum now? What do you want me to say? Uh, I just called him an asshole that I loved. You can call him an asshole. I'm not going to call him an asshole. You want to get in his asshole? I think you want to tongue punch his fart box. He said he played him, but he was using stop lens and he had a giant as well as Moog. And he said his face and I slowly took apart his team was priceless. So to be honest, right? I like the fact that he fucked up uh, Woodrum's team. I like the fact that he used Snotlings and a Giant. Don't like the fact he used Morg, because fuck Morg. Morg is an arsehole. But that's a hell of a lot of points he's just dropped by their mind, isn't it? If you, if you use Morg and the Giant. That's like, what's that, that's two thirds of your team innit? it its That's a fucking load. And for that price, they better take apart a part of the fucking team. But he said, when you play against them, you can normally just like push them or keep away from them because the big guys that you can just dodge away from. But he said, it is easy, easy enough to control if you're playing against them. So that seems fair, I think. And well done, Mike, on uh, pissing around with Widrum. I do approve. And if anyone's got a Widrum story, let me know and I will share them on air, no matter how uh, dirty they are. But for me, I... I've used a giant before. And most recently I used one in a practice game for next Yobble League where Voice of Jericho, Matthew is looking at doing like a really big inducement kitty for every game in our league. Which is a different way of doing it because it's giving us the opportunity to use inducements that we wouldn't normally use because we're trying to work around keeping the the pot load really, and it's because of team value, isn't it? But I used Snotlins with, if I remember rightly, I used Snotlins with a giant. I don't think I had any other star players. Nope. But my Snotlins team was, I had two trolls, two pump wagons, giant on the front line, and then I, that was just like mostly behind that Then It was bombers and hoppers and in Fairness I played Ian and he had his nobility team and I think I might have scared him with our front line. So what you're saying is it was
1: utter filth.
0: Can I be honest with you, bud, if I didn't have so many bribes, I wouldn't have played it. I wouldn't have played it all in one go. but oh, I was filth but at uh, at the filth. He was like, he was like, Yeah, go well, on, fuck it, I'll play Stopins, why not? As laughing and I'll t- I'll take my nobility, I've never used them and I just went, here you go. I think I've outstrength you on the front line and he's like Fuck. He was probably more scared of the pump wagons than he was the Giant mind. Because he has got previous experience with the Giant. But with mine, he didn't do anything. I think most of the game he boneheaded. Or he was touching a player. Which meant he didn't really move away. He just thumped him and stayed where he was. I think he only ever moved two squares past the line of scrimmage.
1: So what you're saying is your giant couldn't decide which corner of the pub he was going to lick them?
0: Oh, he couldn't decide. I think he was too busy just watching the Bombers have their fucking way. Because I will say in that game, considering they were the weakest players, I think the Bombers deciding to play fuck you with the nobility team. I think the most damage done, if I had to put a giant versus Snotland, the Bombers won every bloody time. They were like putting players down. They were faced, and as soon as they got back, they got hit again, and then one would get taken away. They, they were getting fouled away, so you had players going off. I probably did, wouldn't have done as big plays as I was doing in that game if I didn't have a Giant, because I was able to bump up some of the stoppings to be able to do bigger punches and all that, because I knew the Giant was plugging up a big portion of the pitch. So it wasn't like, oh well, I you've all my team into one corner and then he could you know wrap around. I think he was a threat, but he didn't really do anything. But it was it was an interesting game. I'd probably end up running a giant again if we do go ahead with those type of rules in the league. Because it was just ridiculous. But it was fun as well. So my question at the end of this beard is gonna be do you think it's justified that we don't see as many Giants in tournament plays, or do you think they should be allowed in more tournament settings than what they are? I
1: I, I think that's quite a difficult question to answer. I think when you look at the price point of a Giant, you can get a lot more reliable star players for that, or for a lot less than that, that do a lot more for your team. I think if they were cheaper in price, like the mini event i went to where everybody had access and you had a little bit more gold to spend than the bog standard one million i could see them being taken more or if it was an event where everybody has the opportunity to take one or you you must roster one if everybody has an equal opportunity to take i think it would be much more fair but i think looking at the price point and looking at the teams that would be able to roster them a lot more easily than other teams See, for example, like you said, Snotlings because of the cost of their linemen, Ogres, for instance, things like that. I think it then becomes unfair when, like you say, a team, something like Nobility becomes outstrength by Snotlings because they have a giant, two bump waggers, and two trolls. It probably tips the balance a little bit too much, but if everybody had the opportunity to take one, maybe not. I think for 350,000, when you look at the skills that other star players have, all the skills and traits they have, I think it's a fair price. But then at the same time, I'd like to see them lower so more people can take them.
0: Okay then. Well, to me, I think it's fair that they're 350 because they are a big player with a lot of rules. A lot to remember when it comes to a giant rather than just say, I'm having a big guy, really. Or I'm having, I don't know, Zeg. For example, of a star player, yeah, it's some teams are going to be able to roster them easier than others, but if you think about it, it's the ones that can roster them are the ones that struggle generally against other teams anyway, so it's it's a bit of a balance. But it's like if you're looking at strength versus strength, it's not there's nothing balanced in the game, there's teams where. You can outstrength someone, or you can outmaneuver them, or your agility is better. But I think if you look at the overall balance of a team, it's probably a bit more fair than if, like, say, oh, I've got nobility and I'm checking Griffin or something like that. Yeah. When you pick a team, you're not just looking at the Stats, even. you're not looking at all oh, like, yeah, he's strength three, but he's on movement set. You're looking at the skills that come with the player, you're looking at how they work with your dice, how they mesh with the rest of the team, how they work together, how they how they sy- synergize, I should say. That's a good word, isn't it? Yes. Take for instance, dwarves. They're a tier one team for a reason. They are a very hard hard to take down team because of the armour value they got a very average strength they got a very low movement but what, what makes them tier 1 is the skills that come with them Yeah. because they've got uh, anti dodge with tackle they can help the dice rolls because they got block it's not and block isn't like brawler where it only works when you were using it block works in the opponent's turn as well so when you look at things like that when you look at the whole rather than the pieces it makes a lot more sense to me honestly i wouldn't want to see him come cheaper
1: no i think w- what i would do if you're going to make it that price and with it being a giant which i think would be quite thematic was make the throw teammates so that they can throw anybody excluding star players strength three or below so you could throw a dwarf runner that has the ball You could throw a human lineman. You could throw a Nurgle Rotter or a Pestigore. But you couldn't throw somebody strength for, like, a Chaos Warrior. Because, you know, it's a giant. They're that bloody big. They should be able to pick up a normal, human-sized player with ease. I think that, for me, if they were 350, would make them justified because they can literally throw fucking anyone um, that's strength three or below, which is most of the team.
0: Elf teams would be disgusting if you'd done that, but they
1: would, they would. But I think it would, it would make the giant more accessible to more teams. Um, in that sense of that skill, suddenly isn't just for stunty teams. You know, like it, it, it might. You know, it might swing somebody to go actually. You know what? That might be useful. You are right. It would be disgusting, but it'd be cool as fuck
0: be a lot of just broken combinations you you stick woodies with a fucking giant those guys would be doing backflips as they land there's nothing stopping them like i get what you're saying because of how you want the picture the size of them yeah see now if you use a giant to open up throw teammate for every team that hasn't got right stuff too much of a game breaker i reckon because that's you're using massive model to make your team an exception to a rule set so to be honest i wouldn't want to see it but at 350 i've rather thought at three hundred fifty thousand, i want to see strong arm on the bastard yes. if he's going to be able to throw someone he should he should have a modifier. yeah this
1: this is what i mean there should be something extra on that throw teammate or it should be something but like, i'm not i'm not calling for one of the more broken skills like you know block or dodge you know, he's already got Mighty Blow plus two, so he's already up there with your deep root and your mo. um with that. You know, I'm I'm thinking something that just makes it a bit more accessible or a bit more useful for other teams. Mm-hmm. Or even if there were maybe a different different flavours of giant. So you could have, say, a chaos giant or a rat giant. They swap one of the skills that they come with for another skill that's more flavorful. So for instance, I don't know. Your chaos one might come with a mutation that's randomly rolled before the game, but their mighty blow plus two drops to mighty blow plus one. Or for a rat one, they might lose juggernaut, but they could roll an edge skill. You would exclude dodge, right? You know, just something that could be a little yeah. You know, they're, they're meant to be something daft. They're meant to be something silly. So why not have different flavors of giant?
0: Me personally, I really think giant should should be allowed. Like our event, I would say we haven't allowed it because we made the rule set last year when things were still settling but i would say if we do a coupe and drag two or any other event going forward giants would be fine with me because like we said it's like the better tier teams would struggle to get in in the list because they've got to make a judgment then i'm like or do i want a star player or do i want a giant yeah. Do I want re-rolls or do I want an extra player? Do you know what I mean? There's, there's a trade-off there, isn't there? Yeah. So they kind of balance themselves out. Cause, but going back to Mike, I think putting Morg and Ajay together, that is a little bit dirty. A little bit. I'm a little bit better with him because he's done it against Windrum, but it is a bit, of a bit of a dirty play. But again, there is some teams that can get away with it. But we've all had instances where we played... Morgue, where he lands on his ass and he does jack shit. Yeah. Who's to say that you could anybody could put that Snotland team together and say Morgue and a Giant, and the Giant does, does anything. He just stands there sucking on his thumb. Absolutely. The 50-50 chance that you do take to play that, things is not, it's not a consistent player. Like, granted, it's really hard to fail five two-pluses in a row. And, yes... I know that I keep on about my pro ls failing two pluses dodges seven times in a row, but other than me, it's it's hard, right? I can say I'm the exception to the rule on that one because if I had didn't if, well if I did have bad luck I'd have no luck at all. So honestly I have no problem with them. I hope we've conveyed the Giants in a very informative way and given our opinions in a very constructive way. And if anybody's got an opinion they want to share about giants or about certain star players get in contact with us and beard where can they contact us but so
1: there's several ways you can get in touch first of all don't bother with pigeon post uh email tier3podcast at outlook.com uh facebook Instagram tier3podcast uh, you can also contact me and Jay directly through there how else can they contact us Jay Twitter Twitter that's a good one Twitter uh, we're occasionally on, on Twitch as well when we remember to be on but yeah Facebook Twitter Instagram email uh, or if you catch us at an event snag us in person and tell us you've got something to say and you want it read out on air and we'll, uh, we'll do our best to remember and mention
0: it yes and the other thing is if they sign up to our discord channel they can contact us directly as well. So there are many ways to do it. The other one is they can find us on Coffee as well, or Coffee or whatever they call it. We're on Coffee, so people can message us on there as well. They can indeed. They just find us under Tier Three Podcast and see our lovely Goblin. What do we call him? Gary the Goblin and Freddy the Fling. That's the one. So you'll see those guys there as well, but. Yes, I think that is the main segment, done and dusted, but I think we're going to have to scoot across and then it's the hobby section in the end of the show, That It is indeed. So I will see you after the advert. And she said to me, you're not putting it in there. I'm not a halfling. (laughs) Oh, hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. We're on eating a McMurty's burger. The thing I like to do is listen to the Tier 3 podcast. Great advice. Great lads. Right, guys, we're back. And it's the end of the show. We haven't got the idiots of online, or as we call them, Florida people, segment at the moment. We will come back to that because we haven't done one for a while. But... We're just going to talk hobby. So, just to start us off, Beard, it's been a while. How's your hobby? Looking?
1: It's not going too bad. Uh, I think since we last recorded, I finished off a Lizard Man team. I've done a Crocs in the last couple of days while around migraines and upset stomach. I'm still working on my Lovecraft Nurgle team for CCC in July. Uh, not July, June. They're mostly done. I've just got a final purple highlight and basing to do, and then HP Lovecraft as a coach. And then next thing on the painting table is going to be my Dark Elf Lino Mook for the Squad Chaos Legacy Blood Bowl team for giving away at Thread. I know a few of our listeners will be at Thread, and I know a few of them are uh, also doing linemen as well, so we'll have to compare. But other than that, uh, I think finished me giant that was ready for the little one-day tournament. Brother than that, I hadn't really done that much, to be honest. I've had a lot of time ill. I've had a lot of time going away and other things going on, so I ain't not got as much hobby as I'd like to have done. It's just been bits here and there and tidying paint racks. What about you? How's your hobby going?
0: Well, I was ill for a bit, so that really took a lot of time. I didn't really do a lot as well when I was coming at the other end of the uh, COVID, because I don't know about you, when you had it but it was a couple of weeks afterwards. I was knackered. Yeah. I was a bollocks man. But I tried to do something a bit different. Cause what it is, I've let it be down uh, on a previous episode that I've been struggling with the hobby. People have got in contact and have shared their experiences and I'm thankful for everyone that does done it. I am gonna make a bigger segment on it. Uh next episode so i haven't ignored them i haven't forgotten them i'm just waiting to give it a better hearing than on the outro but thank you everyone that got in contact it was it, it was nice to hear from the community and it was nice to see everyone rally around someone that like i'll be honest i, I was struggling it was, it was very annoying. I feel I kind of lost the the T S three spirit on a bit. I kind of I don't know what it was. Whether it was you know just a lot of tournament play play for us or the fact that we are going into a regular league and stuff like that. It was just a lot to adjust to but i i feel with with the contact that we've had and branching out into different things i kind of i kind of realized i was being a bit of a dick to myself and probably being a bit of a dick as well to some people i played so i want to put the apology out there now if i if you did feel i was being a dick i'm sorry but yeah i think the tier three attitude back because i don't give a flying fuck anymore i think that's how i was doing it before but um As we said in the last segment, I've played a game with Snotlins. And, yeah, that was just ridiculous. I'm trying to finalise a list for Thread. Because we need to actually decide on what we're doing. And I haven't really decided on what I want to take. I think I want to take Goblins. But we'll see how I get get on with that. Perhaps I'll um, update everyone next episode. But that happened. I branched out into digging through my pile of shame but and I found a special special edition night model it was I, I don't know it was Guardian of Souls I think it was called it was the one that had the the lamp but I think it was one of the the store anniversary models so I decided do you know what fuck it I'm going to paint that guy because you could do a little bit differently with the gorse so I done that and I think he turned out alright and then I decided Oh, I'd really enjoy that. What else can I do that with? So I just I ended up painting two, mo- two more ghosts with flails. i done another HQ, which I believe is called a Spirit Torment. And I realised, do you know, I? got the makings of a, t- of a proper army, but yeah. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I've been enjoying painting and building, which has led me then to play a game of Age of Sigmar as well. So I've played something other than Blood Bowl. And... Yeah, I think we've both had a bit of a change of pace, and it's done us a bit of good, is not it, Bert?
1: It has. It's been been a good change of pace. Yes.
0: So have you got any commitments going forward now for the next month?
1: Uh, So I am at CCC Bowl up in Durham Way mid-June. That's the first couple of weeks of June. This next one's a bit off-topic, but I'm away for a work... Uh, conferencing at the NEC in Birmingham for four days. Uh, so if you're at BBC Gardener's World, you might see me there looking a bit tarted up. Uh, after that, it's 3rd in August, not including our own event. Um, but that's obviously other events that we have planned that we're going to. What about yourself? you got anything planned over the next few weeks?
0: I'm, I'm more surprised than you were using the phrase I'm going to be tarted up. That just means you're going to wash your beard. Wash
1: my beard and I have to wear a proper button shirt, apparently.
0: You'll wear your um, Lebowski T-shirt, and you'll probably just have your fucking creeping Jesus pants on that have all the holes in, and that's you. That's tidy you like. You know. Oh,
1: I've I've been told that the big boss, not just of our division but of the whole company based in London, he's going to be there. Um, and somebody said to me, "Oh, you'll need a bean shirt and tie. And you'll need a jacket." No, no, they've they they they've asked me to go, so if they're going to get. Proper me, not shirt and tie me. Shirt and tie me is weddings, funerals, and court dates. That's it.
0: So, people, if you want to hear about Beard getting sacked in the next episode, hold <laughs> your breath. has <laughs> got to deal with him, whether he's sober, pissed, or whatever. God, big boss as well.
1: Big boss, yeah.
0: Right, well, then hope nobody in that event comes up with the monkey pop. That sounds awful, Matt. It sounds next thing you know you're going to have like llama leprosy next it? if it's going to be the next big thing other than uh, Covid everyone take care and I think we're going to call the end of the show Bert, on that delightful news so it's goodbye from me
1: it's a goodbye from me
0: and we'll see you in the next episode ciao for now hello Blood Bowl Grud here are you looking for a new pair of boots for your Blood Bowl game or well, why not try a new Orchidus tier 3's Every size from snottling to Ogre, and the guarantee is Stamp! And the elf is gone. Oh, we all hate war dancers, don't we?